Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, guys. Welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Odd Rod! What's happening, dude? Oh, man. I tell you what, buddy. I'm sitting here trying not to freeze to death. I thought we was going to have some good weather, and it's getting cold again. Well, we had one like good day early in the week, but... It's kind of like my first marriage. We had one good day. <laughs> we ate cake. We danced. Oh, it was my wedding day. That was it. And if you were not blinded by what was going on around you, you realize how bad of a day that was. Yeah, really. Yeah, when I got the bill for it, I realized it. <laughs> you know why That's... divorces are so expensive? Yeah, because they're worth it. They're damn right. <laughs> All right. We also got a special guest this week in the studio. He's beginning. He's beginning to be like a regular around here. It's kind of like it's kind of like Cheers, where everybody knows your name. We we got Mr. Richard Hoskins, the Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial advisor slash all things guru and numbers master. This guy right here, I'm going to tell you something. If I wanted to decode an, a Mustang of any genre, but especially that first generation Mustang, this guy can spit numbers at you like craziness on these cars. I think he's a descendant of Lee Iacocca. I'm, I'll be like, kind of, kind of, you look like you might have a little Iacocca in you. I'm just saying. I hope. <laughs> Can we get some of his money this way? I don't know. I need to call my lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Ask your mom. She's been hanging out in Michigan. <laughs> but anyway, like I said, guys, we got a lot we're talking about this week on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. I want to tell you the first thing. How about that Barrett Jackson auction, guys? It's always awesome I, to watch that. Barrett, the Barrett Jackson auction in Scottsdale is like the Super Bowl for car guys. I mean, you know, everybody watches it. When it's on, my butt is glued to the couch. Watching Barrett Jackson. I oh, love absolutely. It. That's like our, uh, well, it ain't like our Super Bowl, but it's kind of like that. Well, it, know, is like, it is way, like yeah. our Super Bowl. It yeah. is because, I mean, you got to think about it. I mean, this is a once a year thing. This auction brings out all the heavy hitters and these high prices on these cars. I want to tell you something, though. I've been doing my study and I actually pulled an auction sheet this week or today, um, auction result sheet, and the numbers are off this year. Really? Bad. Um, across the board, those big money cars just weren't there. Now they had several star hitters, right? But the things I noticed, your early Mustangs, the bottom, the they, they fell out. Street rods, which is no surprise. I mean, they're not really hitting on a whole lot right now. C10 trucks, I will, I don't know where they're going to stop. Yeah, I see. I'm going to call it now, guys. C10 trucks. In the next three years, we're going to have a hundred thousand dollar C10 truck. Uh, you know what? I can agree to that. I think I think we're going to see one in the next three years. We'll see a hundred KC10. Well, they're mimicking new truck prices right now. They're, they're jumping all over, and we're talking about that sixty-seven through seventy-two body style is mm-hmm. extremely strong, and even the generation before that, yeah, that sixty to sixty-six. Yeah, yeah. They're hitting hard, and then then you got the square bodies coming in right behind them. Huh? Yeah, the square. I'm telling you what, the square body is the next truck to buy. You know, if you got the extra cash to find a clean one, uh, but the prices one, are going crazy though. They are. They're going. I, I would crazy grab one right trucks. now though if I could. And I mean, they're, and they're out there. You can find them. But if they have a television, odds are you're going to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot, Gas Monkey. <laughs> but, I mean, this is this is the cool thing about it, though, with the auction, though, is because it really sets the tempo for the collector car hobby. So, 
you can't put a lot of faith in these prices. Now, it tells you what sells good and what's popular, but you can't expect your vehicle to bring that. Yeah, can we stop right there? You said it sets the pace for the hobby. You know, that's good and bad. In a lot of ways. Because it, it deters people from the hobby also. Well, no, no, no. It, it creates a uh, false hope for what your car is worth. Well, and it is. You've got to check the right boxes, and you have to have the right quality to get these numbers. Right. Just because you have a 67 Chevrolet truck doesn't necessarily mean it's going to bring the money the 67 Chevrolet truck on Barry Jackson's going to bring. Right. But. Yeah. You know what? You know what? often you overlook is that might have been the first 67 Chevy to roll off the line. Yeah, that's the one that Evil Knievel owned. You know, I mean, that's or Captain Kangaroo used to own it or something like that. But this I'm sure I'm age Captain Kangaroo. Robert really knew that. He's like, kangaroos? (laughs) You can have those in South Carolina, don't you know? (laughs) Yeah, those are legal. (laughs) But, so anyway, we were talking about the Bear Jackson auction here and it's, it's a lot of fun to watch and like I said, Bear Jackson, you know, they only televise the majority of the big number days and they're starting to show you know your tuesdays and wednesdays and thursdays now so you're actually showing the public what real car prices are on a lot of these cars yeah there's some of those tuesday and wednesday cars that are bringing you know really good money i mean these cars are good buys even when you add in the eight or the 10 percent buyers premium and all that stuff included in this car these are still good prices on these cars now friday saturday they go out of sight they're insane but that's the best of the best, also. Well, well, you know, Friday or Saturday, that's when, you know, Richard Rawlings brings out the latest thing he's built. Dennis Collins brings out his Mustang collection. Speaking of my homeboy, Dennis Collins, <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, you know me, you know me, Robert and Richard, you know me well, you've known me forever. I wouldn't talk bad about a man, you know that. I, I do, I do. I'd just sooner walk on my lips and talk bad about a man. But I want to tell you something about Mr. Dennis Collins. He has got them Mustang boys in an uproar. Yes, he does. I love it. I listen to a lot of podcasts, things on Facebook, you know, YouTube channels and things like that with automotive stuff. I love it. It's so funny. There's have you ever heard of the Foxcast? I have actually. It's the Foxcast. And basically it's a podcast for Mustang owners. Fox body, preferably Mustang guys. These guys are going crazy. They brought their resident Fox Body expert on, and he was talking about how Mr. Dennis Collins has presented the Fox Body so well, and that the Fox Body has come to light as being the ultimate muscle car. Well, easy. That's a mighty broad term. And keep in mind, this guy sells these things, though. He actually owns a car lot in Arizona, and he specializes in selling Fox Body Mustangs. All right, I want to slow you down just a little bit, because for those who don't know, we we were talking about Dennis Collins and what he did at Barrett-Jackson last week, Um, you know, because he set some records with these Mustangs. So if you haven't listened to that, you know, I encourage you to jump online Go to 1063WORD.com or check out the podcast on iTunes. Um, but listen to last week and listen to what we talked about there because it'll kind of give you a backdrop to what we're going to talk about tonight. You know, and we were talking about the value. You know, what he sell that one Mustang for? He sold, he had two 89s. He had a convertible GT. No, he had an 89 Coupe LX. Yes, yeah, the one with uh, the air delete and vinyl seats. Yeah, black vinyl seats, and then he had a GT that he ran through, and those brought both brought in like eighty eight thousand right there. All right, so so last week we made the comment and we were talking about you know how you know you can buy real nice Chevelle you know 
6970 Chevelle for that kind of money. Oh, you're all over. You're LS6 numbers in a 70 Chevelle. Right. Those numbers. And, and we were talking about how the, the guy who bought this Mustang will never see his money back on the backside. I want to go one step further on that since you mentioned it. All right. He sold 13 Fox Body Mustangs at one time. He had one from every, or had a couple some of some of every year of the Fox Body. This is the thing that was funny about this car, or the GT Fox Bodies. I'm going to rephrase that. He had an 84 GT that brought $20,000. Low mile car, I think it was like 4,300 miles, something like something that. Something like that, it was under five. Yeah. So, you know, and, and the thing is that $20,000, it's a little above what I would value this car at, but not too far off. But there's not a soul that bought one of those cars could sell it tomorrow and get their money back. All right. Well, I agree with you. I agree with you right On there. any of them. But, you know, you made the statement last last week uh, that you'll ne- you think a Fox White Mustang will never reach that. And I see where you're coming from with that. I didn't think kids would be eating laundry <laughs> detergent either. Oh, well, you're a very valid point. But, you know, I see where you're coming from that. But I've talked to people, you know, much older than you and I both who have said, had I had any idea what my GTO would be worth today, I would have sold everything I got and bought a whole barn full of it. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. Well, what I'm saying is I think you're going to see this, where your Fox Body Mustang will actually catch up to these values in which they were sold for. They will, but it's not going to be <clears throat> this year or the next five. Oh, no, absolutely not. No, that's, that's in the far future. I'm just saying I think one day you'll see... You know, a Fox Bite Mustang that is worth $80,000. I'll tell you what's going to be right here in our near future. What's that? That's going to be a commercial break. You know what? I'm tired of this every week. we got a good tangent. And I'll then... tell you, you just you calm down. Eat, right. your, eat your ass Christmas treat. Guys, you're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. we got a lot more coming at you. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Hot Rod! What's happening, dude? You know what's happening? What's happening? It's a radio show. It is that. That's what's happening. Yeah. Dude, this ain't surf talk. Well, you know. What's up, dude? Dude. Dude. Anyhow. You're from Union, not Myrtle Beach. Why are you talking to me like that? No, I'm from Michigan. Get it right. You still ain't got no beach there. Well, I mean, they had like... Y'all got salt lakes. Yeah, Lake Michigan and all. It was kind of like a beach. It had little waves. Yeah. And we got Richard Hoskins in the studio, our financial analyst. What's that? Numbers man. He is that. He is the numbers man. He's a genius. He is. All right. So you didn't let me get to my point before we went on a break. All right. So, or you know what? Yeah, you did, actually. Never mind. Actually, actually, did. Actually, yeah, we did get to my point. Never mind. Carry on. My point exactly. Exactly. You know. But anyway, we're talking about the Wolf of Barry Jackson, aka Dennis Collins himself. You know, in his inflating ways, he uh, he's built these Fox Body guys up. <laughs> and you know me; I ain't gonna talk bad about the guy. But I'm just saying <laughs> his inflating ways. I'll put it like this: If he was on the stock market, he would probably be arrested by now. Uh, you know what? I'll agree to that. Actually, this is this is the problem. He has built such hype with these cars, and he's got everybody so excited. I'm scared to check Craigslist right now for a Fox Body Mustang. Yeah. Yeah, it's got two three it's got the two point three liter four cylinder in it. It runs pretty good. Eighteen thousand. Yeah, exactly. I'll take eighteen five for it. Well, you know, you seen one just it's like a, it go on uh, Barrett Jackson for about, about eighty thousand. Old Dennis, you know, it's a V eight car and it had all the fenders the same color, but you know, it's a nice old car, so I'll let you have this one just for twenty. That's a good impersonation. I swear I've met that guy. 
Well, I, we all have met that guy. If you've ever dealt with a Fox Body Mustang, you've met that guy. I've worked for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's the truth. And everybody in the brother. And it's not just the Mustang people. We poke fun of everybody here at Hot Rods and Happy Hour. We, we hate you all equally. So we're just going to. But, I mean, and that's the truth. And though. Rob Pitt speaks for himself and not necessarily the rest <laughs> but, of the show. I, I was just like the Chevelle guys. I mean, you know, when you got. I'm an SS snob. I am. I'm, yeah, a, I'm a SS Chevelle snob. I'm a 138 loving. I mean, and then 138's the dash or the uh, underhood plate. You know, actually in the VIN, the first three digits depict this an SS car. It's a 138. I'm a 138 loving SS Chevelle. Dang, you Chevelle sound like man. me with a B body. You want to hear you with a B body? Let Richard break down any Mustang. <laughs> but this is the thing, though. I mean, and I am. I'm an SS snob. And you got these guys. It's Malibu, but you know what, though? She's a good car. I've seen these things on Burt Jackson. You know, not to get too sidetracked on a tangent, but it's funny we're talking about this. It it grinds my gears when you call that car a Chevelle. It does because it actually isn't a Chevelle. Well, it is a Chevelle. It's it a is. Malibu. It's a Malibu. It but, says but, on the side. But in 65, there wasn't a Chevelle SS. It was a Malibu SS. And I hate saying it to people that don't know any better because the first thing that pops in their head is I live in a house without underpinning on it. You live in a house with wheels. You know, but I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, it degrades my car instantly when I say that. You know. Although it's really cool to do the hashtag Malibu because you get a lot of California people liking your stuff. <laughs> You're a marketing genius. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hashtag Malibu. <laughs> a bunch of people like your pictures. Cal- don't even know Cal- what Cal- it is. California tourism. <laughs> like my post. <laughs> Sweet. I've done that before. Just like when you do hashtag DJ. Oh, yeah. Oh, you get DJ everything likes your post. <laughs> yes. But oh, Lord. especially if you do it at night, it's kind of weird. Anyway, well, that, you know, that's when they're popping. That's when the DJs come out. Thursday, Friday, when, Saturday. When they wake up out of their stupor. <laughs> so anyway, long story short, you know, and now everybody and their brothers is going to think that Fox Body Mustangs have gone crazy. Well, the Fox cast, they think that Dennis Collins is the best thing ever. Well, guess what Dennis Collins is doing? He's switching gears on everybody because he's going third-gen Camaro crazy. Well, well it's, it's like... You know, the and next he broke, move. And he, he actually broke out a few for Barrett Jackson. He's got a real low mile 91 1LE car. Well, he had think, a, uh, an 83 Canadian car, and it had 1,600 kilometers on it. Is that the only difference? Yeah. Well, that is a no T-top car, so it's kind of odd. Black and gold two-tone. Well, and here's, he had too. You know, think about it this way, though. I mean, he he's smart. He's going in preemptive to anybody looking at these cars. And he's buying the low numbers, the the you know the ones that have checked the right boxes. Although we're getting out box checking days, but he's buying the cars that are the harder ones to find with the low mileage, and, and you know they check all the right boxes. And he's exploiting the ever loving crap out of them. These cars aren't hard to find, Odd Rod. No, they're not. You know where you know where low. All right, Richard, go find me a low mileage. Anything made in the eighties or nineties? Where would you go first to look for that? First eBay probably. Well, and this is the thing. If I'm going, now I'm not talking about an auction. Oh, you're, you're trying to buy one to get it right? Yeah, Craigslist. Craigslist. But I'm talking about these cars are on Craigslist. But he's going a little deeper than that. He sent feelers out for these cars. He's got several people. It's not Dennis doing the deals on these cars. But 
dealerships. Oh, naturally, yeah. Dealerships have these cars sitting around, and they're display items, and usually nine times out of ten, there's a reason why they still have it. Usually there's a sad story why they got the car. And one nobody wanted it usually was the biggest case. So it just stuck around, and it was once it was five years old, but that old Mustang right there ain't got but 22 miles on her. And every salesman in four states have leaned against it all day long, waiting on a customer to come in. It's only got 14 miles, just needs some paint. Yeah, and every crumb snatcher in the world's running their fingers down the side of it, sitting at the dealership, waiting on mom and daddy to get a credit app back. You know, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's not the car to have, in my opinion. I wouldn't want that low-mile car, but if you did, that's where you would go get these cars. And then, you know, he got them, and he did. He got the best of the Fox bodies, which... You know, is one that's unmolested, which is extremely rare nowadays. Yeah, just finding a factory one. Finding a stock factory five liter five speed with cats on it. And an air silencer, if you're yeah, lucky. Oh, oh, Lord, an air silencer. What's that? <laughs> I don't think they really came with them. And, and, you know, and they. There's a there's a, there's going to be a day for the Fox Body Mustang. And I think it's going to be, you know, a very, very, a very, very profitable car one day. Do I think 2018 is it? <clears throat> No. No, I'm going to say you're about 10 to 15 years out. This is a flash in the pan for it. You know, you're getting the aftermarket in there. These people are restoring these cars. And I say maybe not 15 years, but I say the next seven or eight, they're going to start coming on. Well, here's the thing, though. It's going to take finding that unmolested one, that factory stock one, because everybody has thrown drag lights on these and sent them down the track, cut them out, put bigger motors in them. You know, send them around the dirt track and bang the holy crap out of them. Well, them cars are going to get saved. Well, yeah, we all know that. But I'm saying these cars have been just destroyed. Body kits put on them, altered to look like a GT. You know, changed this. LS swapped them. You got the you got the 20 vanilla eyes had. Yep, took took the four lug. uh, (laughs) Yeah, you still got the five (laughs) oh. You know, swapped them out with five lugs. None of them are factory anymore. You're not going to find a factory stock original mustang anymore and you're not going to find a radio show without commercials either well i mean you know we'll get to them when we get to them i'm just saying <laughs> i won't tell you, <laughs> you give, was just you give me a look it's the commercial man all right fine let's take one then Jeez. all right guys i tell you what stay tuned we got a lot more hot rods and happy hour coming right at you right here on 106.3 word all right guys welcome back to hot rods and happy hour this is rob pitts hot rod what's happening dude richard what's happening upstate all right, this is what I want to tell you something. I got a question for you guys. What's some of the greatest fights you ever seen? Uh, I got to witness um, uh, Holyfield and Ali. Really? Mm-hmm. How about you, Richard? You oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Holyfield and Tyson. Holyfield and Tyson. Tyson bit Holyfield's ear. I was going to say Ali. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, a little... that's a little time gap there. <laughs> no, uh, Tyson and Holyfield, though, is a great So fight. Tyson and Holyfield. Ali and Fraser. I mean, that's a pretty good. One. Uh, that's a pretty good one too. I've watched replay on that one. I didn't see it live, but every time, every time somebody starts talking about boxing, I think about that movie Coming to America in the barber shop. <laughs> His mama called him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. <laughs> but <laughs> oh man, uh-huh. Uh-huh. great movie. But anyway, but I got a fight for you guys that's way bigger mm. and been going on way longer than. Any you know, boxing, I will fight. say, I will say, uh, McGregor and um, Mayweather was a good one for who for for Mayweather, yeah. The uh, not be because I bet I bet it against him, that's why <laughs> sore subject. <laughs> but I will tell you something, guys. This is the thing, though a fight that's been going on since they before they put a man on the moon, yeah, yeah, technically. 
The Camaro versus the Mustang. Mm. Let me set the pace for you. 1965, actually 1964, Ford unveiled at the World's Fair in New York. The Ford Mustang. It was something new. They used the platform for the Falcon, and they came out with a pony car. And, uh, you know, of course, a pony car, by description, is long hood, short deck, performance car. You know, it was made to appeal to women something, and the youth. Something every girl would like. Exactly. Something Still every, to this day. So, something all the little ladies like. And... Uh, you know, something for the missus. But, you know, Carol this car Shelby. came... Sorry. Yeah, with Carol Shelby. Carol Shelby called it a secretary's car. And it, and it was, in a lot of ways. <laughs> Actually, the first, the very first Mustang sold was sold to a school teacher. Um, and, and what was her name? <laughs> I don't have her exact name. I was, I was just wanting to make a point that it was a her. Yeah, it was Mrs. Her. Thompson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mrs. Thompson. Mrs. <laughs> Thank you, Richard. He knows that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask the address. I, I don't really know that. 1325. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there we are. We're talking about the Mustang, you know, and this car was a sensation when it came out. And then, of course, you had guys like Carroll Shelby get a hold of them a little later on a 65 and make supercars out of these things. This is something that domestic cars have not seen. I have a little shop called Carcraft. In California, he made some really bad-ass Mustangs. I mean, that's the best way to put it. I mean, and I'm not a Ford guy, if you haven't picked up on that vibe. But these cars are, are, are awesome. But in 1967, there was a little project, and they called it by the code name Panther. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Now we're preaching some good language. Did not know that. Yes, they did. They called it the Panther. Uh-huh. 1967, the Chevrolet Camaro was unveiled. This car came out, and it came out swinging hard. This car had really good sales coming out, too. 68, it changed right. up just a little bit. <clears throat> I'm going to extend your trivia knowledge here. Do you know where the name Camaro came from? Not right off the top of my head. It was actually a created name by GM to fit into the C category with Corvette, Corvair, Chevelle, and like the C10, it's just another C name. That's it. How about that? That's really cool. That's, and now you know. Mm-hmm. They did good. They, they, yeah, they, they did good. They got a good name. So when you had the Camaro come out, and ever since then, so ever since 1967, there's been an instant rivalry between Mustang Camaro, Camaro Mustang, back and forth. And through the years, you know, one will have the upper hand. And then the next year, it might switch up a little bit. But coming out in 1967, I'll be honest with you, I mean, there was you had your, your 350 cars and uh, which which came out 67 your RSSS cars, you, know, you had your 327 cars. They weren't really up on power in 1968. You could buy a big block Mustang. Three, yeah, well three what, what was and it? you could get a big block in a 68 Camaro also, but they're the, far and few. Yeah, it's a 396 and Camaro. 67 Mustangs, but they were boat anchors. Yeah. Yeah, it was the 390 in the Mustang and 396 in the Camaro, correct? Uh, if I'm not mistaken. And then in 69 now, switched up. Now, if you check the right boxes, you could actually get an all aluminum ZL1 427, a ZL1 car, or a Copa, Central Office Production Order car. That's a, uh, I tell you, if you That's ever... That's a unicorn. Well, they actually made what? There was a few of them. I mean, it's not <clears throat> like there's one. I mean, they actually made 
17 Z- or something like that. Z01 Camaros. No, Copo Camaros. They Copo. made 427, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. And then I think actually that is what it was. But these were all living in 427, you know, big block in these cars. And actually, if you're ever in Sevierville, Tennessee, Floyd Garrett's Muscle Car Museum, there's one sitting on the showroom floor. Yes, there is, and it is gorgeous. Silver dog dish hubcaps, silver steel wheels, black vinyl interior. She is all business, kids. Made to go fast. That's and right. that's it. <laughs> Not much show, all go. But the well, thing is, nowadays it looks pretty good. But yeah, well, I mean, but back then she was just plain Jane as they come. I mean, like windows were optional. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, but these cars were great. I mean, and so now the horsepower war started. You think about the seventy must in the seventies, Boss three hundred twos, sixty nine Boss three hundred twos, seventy Boss three hundred two. I mean, these cars, and then of course four twenty nines, Mach ones. I mean, Ford come out swinging hard. And the Camaros, I mean, you had a lot of big block Camaros floating around '69. You had a lot of, uh, you had a lot of bad small block Camaros running around. But also, what you were doing with these cars too, like the Trans Am series. Mm. Trans Am series. I think the Camaros were a little more dominant than the Mustangs were. Yeah, the Mustangs, uh, the street ones anyway, were underrated. But uh, I'm pretty sure. I think, uh, I think a Cougar actually won in '69, but uh, the Camaros overall did usually beat the Mustangs. Oh yeah, and and then so then then but this is my favorite part. Whenever everybody talks about the Boss 302s, and these are they're a hell of a car. I mean, these are iconic Mustangs. My favorite thing to say is, "How about 1974?" Ooh, <laughs> let's talk about Mustangs now. I will take a '74 Camaro over anything Ford made in 1974. I think you're skipping the greatest generation of Camaros, all the split bumpers. Well, and that's very true. No, 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 young Odd Rod. I know this is before your time, and you'll know no better. No, they weren't all split bumpers. Just everybody made them into split oh, bumpers. Oh, come on. I thought they all were split bumpers. They're all split bumpers now. Yeah, they're, they're all <laughs> split bumpers now. But no, though, actually, there were, now, see, there were you Camaros talk, with whole bumpers you, on them. You want to talk about rare cars, finding a Camaro with a uh, full front bumper on it. I'll be honest with you, I think that's more rare than a split bumper anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and I mean, and, and, the, and those cars have come on strong. I mean, you got to think about it. For, since the first generation Camaro came out, it was always a popular car. I mean, yeah. I don't think there was ever an off time for 67 through 69 Camaros. Ever. No. No, yeah, I, I mean, think you're right. I, think I mean, it's, it's that, always been a desirable car. That thing is about as iconic, and forgive me for those who I offend with this one, it's about as iconic as a 32 Ford. It is. And it, it is just it's an iconic car. It's a 57 Chevrolet. Yeah. It's that car. It's that staple car. You know, a, a Cobra. You know, I mean, it's just an iconic car. But the thing that's cool about the Camaros and things of that nature is they've gotten out of sight, and then your split bumpers got hot. You know, that second-gen Camaro. Well, yeah, when you can't get first gen, get the next best thing. Just yep. like everybody with the mid year Corvettes can't afford them, guess what? Now you got 68 through 72 bumper cars going through the roof. And C10 trucks. Exactly. C10 trucks bringing Corvette money now. But this is the thing that's crazy about it, though. Now, the, all the way through the 70s, can you imagine the days of trying to sell a Mustang? All right, Richard, I'm going to paint a picture for you. It's 1975. You just came out of a fuel <laughs> crisis. You're wearing bell bottom pants and a polyester shirt. It's 108 degrees outside, and you're selling 75 Mustang twos. <laughs> That's a dark time in man's life. <laughs> and then you look across the street, and you've got 75 Chevrolet Camaros sitting across the street. And I'm talking about not with, uh, you know, I'm talking about 190 horse, 350 in it, and they are kicking you to the ground. Yeah, that, that was a hard sell. 
That, that would be. Actually, uh, the Mustang Twos, everybody hates them. I think they're cool. Um, but they sold like crazy. They sucked, but they sold a bunch of them. <laughs> they are some terrible cars. And, you know, that's another car. You can't find them anymore. Well, you know, at the show, that Ponies and the Smokies show we do in Sevierville, Tennessee, they do the 55, which they have a Mustang from every year on display. And they always are missing, like, two Mustang yeah. twos. Yeah, like right in, you know, 75, 76 right in there. Why don't Dennis Collins buy them up? Yeah. He, he bought that one, that 78 Cobra, yeah. brought, like, 35 grand. The yeah. best selling point is there's no way that you could restore this car because there aren't the parts to do it. Yeah. The only thing good that came from the Mustang two is the Mustang two front end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All your street rod friends, thank you. And, and see, that's another thing. Those cars were so undesirable, they all got robbed for the front end. They got based off a Pinto. Yeah, I know. I was like, ooh. I mean, it's just, I don't know. That kind of hit or miss. Love-hate relationship The King Cobras look pretty cool. Yeah. Outfitted right. Yeah, well, something like that. They're cool looking. I'd like to hot rod one. Just put a little hot little 302 which, in one. Which I'm going to say, and then, you know, probably getting smacked for this one, but herpes usually comes in a pretty cool package, too. Yeah. That's get you all every I'm time. saying. That's all I'm saying. All right, guys. I'll tell you what. Hang tight. We got a lot more on the battle between the Camaro and the Mustang right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. On 1063 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Odd Rod. And to my left, Rob Pitts. And to my further left, Richard Hoskins. How are you doing? good really doing all right doing good wow i get no good reaction thank well, you i mean you get, you came in lackluster on that should should we re-record it and start all over again tell you what boo boo let's re- <laughs> <laughs> all right let's rewind <laughs> hang on we're rewinding the cassette all right all right guys all right i haven't all right. quite hit the point yet where i can yell on the radio that's right all right guys you now you're trying to steal my thunder. You broke my mojo. No, I thought you were stealing it. You do it. You just do it. I will. All right, do it. Here All go. right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Hot Rod! What's happening, dude? Oh, man. I'm you, it just works better that way. It does. It's See, organic. It is more it's organic. Work. Yeah, it's organic. It's organic. Now introduce Richard. Oh, we got Richard Hoskins in the studio, the Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst slash numbers guru, and there we're you. talking about a fight. See, I, I'm just not intro guy. I'm just, I'm not an intro guy. Yeah. Just don't do it. There's something about it. Mm, Shoe fits, wear it. You know? Right. Yeah. Walk on out with it. Just do it. All right, so let's get back to our fight. So we're let's... talking about the fight. Probably, I won't say this is the fight of the century. Well, it's a fight of a it's lot. It's the but... Civil War of automobiles, the Camaro versus the Mustang. It's been going on for half a yeah, century. it's been going so... on for 52 years Yeah, now. exactly. It's I mean, a, it's a... It's, it's actually in two different centuries now. Yeah, Plenty is, of decades worth of fighting. I'll be honest with you, I, I see this fight not slowing down a bit. No. Well, we, well, I ain't going to get ahead of ourselves, but there was a time where we thought it might slow down, but that's beside the point. Yeah, we ain't well, getting, it did slow down figuratively. Yeah, yeah actually. Yeah, yeah, we'll, it, we'll get there. It, a, it was in a brief hiatus we, for a little we, while. We'll get there in a minute. We'll get there in a minute. All right, guys, but we're talking about the Camaro versus the Mustang. And, I mean, you got to think about it. Every generation... This was the teenage car of choice, mm. even the Mustang too, <laughs> and uh, well, for some teenagers. But um, I'd have probably just kept my bicycle. But you know, <laughs> well, at least you'd had a ride. It had a little more horsepower, but <laughs> the uh, it's kind of like a motorcycle <laughs> without a motor. <laughs> but uh, but you know, I mean, and this is the thing about it. So we've been talking about you know, the other second gen Camaros. You know what? We're creeping up on this here late seventies and. It's kind of when Rob came into the picture here. You got to think about the late seventies. Richard, same way. Odd Rod, he wasn't even a thought yet. Mm-mm. 
Yeah. I was a nightmare at that point in time. Yeah, really. But anyway, so long story short, we're talking about the late 70s coming in. The Fox Body Mustang. Oof. And now I heard a story from Mike Joy this weekend of how the Fox Body got its name. And now Richard, and Richard actually said this is true. He confirmed it, that they got it because... Now you're putting words in Richard's mouth. That's not nice. They were building a car to compete with the Audi Fox. Yeah, really, really strange car to emulate, uh, I think. But I think they overshot their uh, coverage, really. I don't think it's hard to do. No, I mean... But so... They built it, and that's how this car got its nickname now. The Fox Body Mustang. Fark for friggin' nuking. Everybody with an Audi Fox right now is feeling pretty good about themselves. It's like, you're welcome. So, All four of them. So we got a horse slash snake slash um, crazy dog. Yeah, Fox. Yeah. That's a, uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy, but it was based off of Ford Fairmont. Hmm. It's like they take the crappiest car and try to make the best one out of it. That's exactly what they did. Because the four fair, I actually seen one of them driving down twenty nine the other I day. When's the last time you've seen a Fairmont? I seen one driving down twenty nine, a two door one, nineteen eighty four. Everybody's neighbor had one. <laughs> that's that's the car. Nobody owned it, but their neighbor did. <laughs> or every Golden Girls episode, there's always there's you'll see a Fairmont. They must have been all in Florida with, with Blanche. I don't know, and Dorothy, Dorothy. But uh, so anyway, so you had the Fox Body Mustang come out, and you know, you're still rocking that late '70s Camaro, and then they rock in 1928. Well, and there was some good looking cars. They and were beautiful. Good, and they're getting on the money, and you got to think 78, about seventy-eight. Yeah, seventy-seven, seventy-eight Camaros are gorgeous. seventy-nine Z twenty-eight. Those cars are gorgeous with all the fairings and the, the Z twenty-eight yes. tricolor stripes at the bottom. Those are some sharp cars. Those are my favorite Camaros as far as looks go. But as far as Fox body Mustangs, some of my favorite Fox bodies are in that early generation. Your seventy-nine Indy Pace car. That thing's gorgeous. Probably one of my favorite Pace cars ever made. Beautiful car. Beautiful car, not the most performer, but a Beautiful car. And you could actually get a four-cylinder turbo pace car, right? Yeah. You could. I think most of them were. Or, well, I think 302 automatic was the most, but I think 2.3 four-speed was right behind. I mean, and I'll be honest with you, that little gilded pony 302, I'd much rather have the turbo four. That's the best-looking 139 horsepower I can think of. But. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're a good-looking car. They're silver, black, two-tone, had the red indie graphics on Seats. Oh, yeah. And the Ricardo seats yeah. and stuff. I mean, it's a good little T-tops. A little better outfitted than my pace car from two years earlier. <laughs> Your seats look like Grandma's couch. <laughs> That's very accurate. The, Fine uh, butterscotch underneath Robert's seats. <laughs> <laughs> that just fell out of his pockets. Werther's original. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. I hadn't even thought about that in years. <laughs> oh, that nasty Halloween candy. You know, like that no name? It's just orange and black. <laughs> I, prob- I probably just... Just sold a pack of Werther's Originals for them. <laughs> go just for some Werther's Originals myself. <laughs> I miss Grandma. I will go buy me some of those. And, and I know them peanut butter candies you're talking about. They're terrible, but you yeah, got them all the time. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Grandma. I bought these. They were 47 cents, and it's only a 12-pound bag. You better eat them all. 
<laughs> you it's want like, a piece of candy? It's no. like it's like someone mixed peanut butter and wax and threw it in a wrapper. <laughs> well, the thing is funny. It's a year old, so it's more like peanut butter and cement, you know. But you know the thing is, you know everything's got to have a nutrition fact. Hell, this didn't even have a name on it. <laughs> it was like bootleg candy. I don't even know what this is. <laughs> but anyway, so we're talking about this. So, but then you know, Camaro switched up. They changed the Camaro totally in 1982, and they went with a very boxy body style, especially coming from the 79 or the that 79, 80, 81 mm-hmm. body style Camaro, then going to an 82. I mean, it's... Well, I mean, this is a time when people were growing mullets, and they needed something to represent that. You know, <laughs> I think the third gen Camaro got an extremely bad rap. No, it got an extremely honest rap. I've had one. I don't have a problem with them. I think they're awesome cars. But stereotypically, they just lean toward away. What's your opinion on the third gen Camaro? I've had two. Uh, uh, well, I've had two. Trans- I had a Trans Am and a Formula. I love them. Um, and they get a bad rap when you and I were coming up. You know, everybody says during the Honda days, Mustangs and Camaros can't handle. Third gen Camaro was the best handling car built in the mid 80s. By far. I mean, I guess the Corvette would have gave it a run for its money. But it, there was a road test, uh, like a test between all of the American performance cars, and they said the IROC was the best handling car. But you know, that car had, you remember, it had the bar that connected the rear end to the back of the transmission yeah, the, to tie what, it together. The Panhard bar, I believe yeah. it's called. Or, well, I don't think they called it a Panhard bar. They called it that, something. The Panhard goes from one side to the other. This is yeah. front to back. All right. Y'all are the suspension guys here. But anyway, but these things, I mean, that was then they all had it. What was that but, thing? Like a torque arm? Torque arm. That's, that's, that's right. a torque arm. That sounds right. That sounds good. But, yeah, that, that, <laughs> that sounds right. If not, it, we're going to call them torque arms from here on out. <laughs> created a new fad. That's the scientific name. But, but I mean, these cars did it. I mean, the thing is, you got to think about it. They carried the crossfire fuel injection when they first came out, yeah. which was not really the best fuel injection setup. And GM had to kick that around for a couple years before they decided to dump that. But then you had your Z28s and your IROCs and your tune port fuel injection. Good motor. I tell you what. For its time. For its time. I don't want to tell you something else. That's a sexy motor. It is. Uh, That's a good looking stock engine. Like you open the hood on your 85 Mustang. And you got a big air cleaner sitting there. Bunch of plumbing. Bunch of bunch of vacuum lines going everywhere. And then you open the hood on an eighty five Z twenty eight with a three fifty tune port or three oh five tune port. It, it looked like preemptive days to an L S. Well, it's it's before everything <laughs> the L S wasn't even a thought at this point, children. All right, I tell you what, we're going to give this baby a bottle, and we're going to throw in another commercial break. Guys, stay tuned. We're talking about the battle between the Camaro and the Mustang. Yeah, you better hang on for a little while. It's actually top of the hour, so we're going to cut the news and everything. So they got they got to take a break. We're giving giving them too much knowledge. I got to take a little break. You know what I mean? That's what I'm screaming, guys. Stay tuned. Hot rods and happy hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 